This is the cutting edge of sexual evolution. We're your hosts, Victoria and Lauren, and this is the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. Allow your body to vibrate and receive the activations from leaders around the world, bringing through pioneering approaches to sex, business, and relating. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to our men's sexuality feature. For the next two weeks, we will be sharing daily interviews from male bodied leaders who embody unique transmissions of sexuality. This is in celebration of the launch of our first Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy men's course. If you love listening to these episodes, subscribe and leave a review to receive free access to our sex magic course and go in the draw to win one of three subscriptions to the Eros Vault, our online membership portal of sexuality resources to revolutionize the way you view sex, love and relating to assist you with high performance. This is our second episode in this series and today I am speaking with Devon Fredrickson. Devon helps people reconnect to themselves, each other and Mother Earth in a heart-centered path. He supports the regeneration of the masculine with the intention to reunite the global brotherhood. He specializes in sacred sexuality, conscious intimacy, permaculture, and is an ecstatic chef and regenerative, I always struggle with that word, farmer. (laughs) By weaving these elements together, Devon facilitates the process of living in harmonious relationship with ourselves. Devon embraces life with gratitude for every day because of the gift of this opportunity to live life now. Okay, welcome Devon to the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. I Mm. am really looking forward to us jumping into this chat. I was just yeah, sharing with you that I'm feeling like we've got a really great soul family connection here and a really aligned message. So I'm so excited to hear all of these things that I really stand for from a male perspective and more about your journey and just really getting to know you in this process. I know that you're going to have so much value to offer to the listeners today. So before we jump in together, I would love for you to share When was your last self-pleasure practice and what did that look like for you? Getting right to the juiciness. (laughs) That's how we do it. Yeah, it is. My last self-pleasure practice was today, today's Monday. It was yesterday and I was taking a shower and when I was done taking a shower, I began to just look at myself in the mirror and just look and appreciate the parts of my body, look at parts that I don't normally look at or maybe don't have as deep a connection with, and just started with touch, just gentle, self-loving touch, touching my chest, touching my neck, my face, my head, and then just beginning to really build up energy and movement in my body and just start to stimulate touch and rub the extremities starting on my feet and my legs and my hands and moving away from those points and going inward to my core and then going down to my sexual organs and my genitals and my lingam and and it was it wasn't a an orgasmic 
like bursting practice. It was more just a self-loving, touching, connective practice. Mm, beautiful. Sounds sounds like my practice this morning. It's a great way to start the day. And it just it still blows my mind, you know, still in this space that like men and women's self-pleasure practices can be so similar in this way. It's ultimately <laughs> about, you know, being able to be uh, softer and more patient with ourselves in this way. <sighs> Patience. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I think it's the one piece that so many people um, <sighs> you know, can struggle to master when they first step into this more intimate journey with themselves. So yeah, I would love for you to share uh, what's been your journey, what's been your experience to really step into a deeper understanding of your own body and men's sexuality? (laughs) Well, I would say it really catapulted itself when I was six years old and my cousin and I met the neighbor across the street and he took us to his little fort hidden away in the forest where he had all of his Playboy magazines. And from that point forward, my cousin and I were very well aware. And so we would go and make little missions over all the time to look at the magazine because like all of us were all connected to our sexual energy. And so it was bursting and it was alive inside of us and didn't really have any guidance nor support around that. And so moving forward, it began to become really suppressed and hidden and shut down because my family just started to see these interactions and started to see exploration rather than cultivating that and supporting the exploration. It was a Catholic family. And so it was, I would say it was more shut down and it was more turned off and fast forward to high school where I am deeply addicted to pornography, dating my girlfriend, looking at porn, ejaculating before I go see her going and being intimate and sexual with her ejaculating with her and then going back to my house and looking at porn later and then doing more ejaculation to then getting into college where I was a bit. I had a near-death experience where I knowingly, unknowingly took 2.1 grams of MDMA and had a near-death overdose. And I I changed my whole life after that day, February 20th, 2009. And I, I changed the food that I was eating. I went celibate. I started looking at myself because I wanted to be the best human that I could be, be the best man I could be. And in that time of celibacy is when I learned about the Taoist sexual cultivation practices and Tantra. And I started to do daily meditations and daily breathwork practices and daily Qigong exercises and yoga and just put all this focus into learning how to separate ejaculation and orgasm. And I was still very mentally driven. I was still very, uh, production oriented of like, all right, well, if I do this and do that, and I make sure that this happens and she achieves this, then I did a good job. And so even though I was really deeply connected to that practice, it took me three more years to this one experience where I was going up to the Oregon country fair and I pulled over on the side of the road with my girlfriend at the time And we actually ended up making love in this beautiful redwood grove. And when we were done, I went and I had to go pee. 
And so I peed at this redwood tree and right, like literally probably five inches above my eyes where I was looking at directly at the tree was this hole in the bark, hole in the tree that was in the exact perfect shape of a heart. And then in that moment, I swear the message came from the redwood tree and it said, stop trying so hard. And in that moment, things really shifted for me on my journey with my sexual practice and masculine sexuality because so much of my practice, so much of what I was doing was still so much in my mind. I wasn't getting in my body. I wasn't getting connected to the actual experience and the journey and the process of being present with the sensation and connected to my body and everything that's going on. And so from that point forward, it's really been a catapulting journey. In 2016, I went on my first vision quest up in Oregon and we, we went out on the land and I went out by myself for four days with just water and I camped out on the land after sitting in council. And when I was out there, that's when the earth and the plants and the river, everything spoke to me and said, it's time to bring this connection back to humans. You love us. You honor us so much. You're in connection with us. Now, please carry this to humans. Bring this to humans. It's time to step into that space. And so from that point forward, I have been deeply committed and on a mission to help men activate their power and help them connect to their sexual sovereignty to live a life of passion, power, purpose, and play. Because to me, your sexual power is deeply rooted. No, sorry, I said that incorrectly. Your power and human potential is deeply rooted in your sexual energy. And so to me, that's where it's gotten me today is it's helping humans reconnect to that power, that creative force within that connects us to everything that we're always in the process of creating and how we get to turn that relationship of creating and help it turn into a regenerative reciprocal relationship with the earth and all of our relations. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just like, yes, yes, yes. I hear you. It's so uh, beautiful. And to hear you just speak those words, because it's like you just explained that so well and so beautifully just in, you know, in the representation of your own journey. And there's so many pieces in that that, that I can really relate to. You know, the, a lot of the pain that I went through earlier on with my sexuality was, you know, awakening to that, that part of myself and mm-hmm. having this, you know, desire to be desired and then having that first example from pornography. So from the woman's perspective, yeah. it's like I had this ability to be sensitive and in touch with my emotions, but then pornography made me feel like I just had to shut all of those down if I wanted mm. to, you know, if I wanted to receive that level of desire. And yeah, yeah, really had to go on this journey. And it was funny, like it was actually a period of celibacy for me that I really went deep into this as well and realized, okay, what I was experiencing as a child around my sexuality was actually, you know, this beautiful, pure sense of innocence and connection and um, expansion was actually, you know, the, the right approach, you know, as, as so to speak, uh, all along. And so I got to go on this beautiful, like, unconditioning of all of that to actually remember that this is just the most pure essence of who I am and all of this stuff made sense. It's like, oh, this is why I love creating so much. Oh, this is... This is like why I connected this part of myself. And this is why my creativity was shut down for all of these years when I was treating my sexuality in this way. And you're just like, that's the piece. It's, it's seeing mm-hmm. all of these things as, 
as one and the same and just our pure life force that gets to be unique to us. So yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, mm. Mm. So yeah, I loved that you said you shared as well around uh, how when men sort of want to step into the more conscious sexuality journey, it's going to you know those the how-to guidebooks. How do I learn tantra? How do I learn Taoism? And so, what do you feel is really the piece that, from your experience working with men, allows them to really move past that and and see it from this deeper and and more um, expansive perspective? Oh, I think the biggest part is, is it's the journey from the head to the heart. And so many men, myself included in the past, and still I catch myself in it. So many men are up in our heads and, and trying to fix it and trying to figure out what to do and, and have been given these societal guidelines of what it means to be worthy as a man, not even what it means to be a man, but what, what does it mean to be accepted or worthy as a man? And so much of it has to do with production and doing and doing and accomplishing and checking off. And so many men who have read different books or, or guidelines or done courses or whatever it may be are still it's, it's getting them back up into their head rather than getting them back into their body. And to me, the reason why I say the heart is because to me, the heart is the archetype of the lover. And in the masculine archetypes, or just in the archetypes, the lover archetype is the one who's connected, the one who's able to feel, the one who's able to be with everything. And it's that ability for both men and women to stay present with the feeling, to stay present to the connection because if I can't feel, and if I'm not connected to my body and my sensations, then how am I going to enjoy sex? How am I going to experience pleasure? How am I going to experience bliss and orgasm and touch and connection? It's, it's all about that piece of the lover. And so I think that's the biggest point is helping men get out of their head and get into their body and to really occupy their body. Mm, and I feel a big piece as well that I've, I've felt coming up uh, with men that I've had these conversations around is actually like learning how to desire yourself in that way, get out of the mindset mm -hmm. of needing to be in fantasy and pleasing and relying on, on the feminine to create that desire too. You are touching on such a big point. Mm. And my guests will talk about this later, or maybe this is the point where we go into it. Mm. I, I am personally someone who sees sexual sovereignty and earth responsibility as one and the same. And what, what men do and place this responsibility of their own journey of pleasure, of their own experience of embodiment, they place that and they outsource it. And they, they project that onto women, that women are supposed to please them. Women are supposed to give them a blowjob. Women are supposed to get them off. Women are supposed to do this or do that. Or, or like if a man's sexual and horny, he just like walks up to a woman or his girlfriend or a girl in a bar and just is like expecting that this is going to happen rather than having this playful, curious courtship. And, and I really feel like as men and women in, in this modern world, we've, we've let go of the courting. 
we've let go of the, the journey to get to know someone and see if that true attraction is there because everything's magnetic and everything's polarized. So if a man or a woman sees someone that's attractive, that polarity is there. So it's going to call that in no matter what. And to me, because we live in a place where we don't have to be in the sympathetic nervous system and we don't have to be in the fight or flight all the time, we actually can be in a place where we can be in rest and digest, where we can receive stimulation, where we can receive pleasure and don't have to run away from it. We don't have to speed it up. We don't have to worry about what's going to come and attack us or where is our food going to come from. And I, I think that when men can let go of that external projection onto women to own their sexual journey and responsibility, the, the joy that comes from that ease, from the tension that melts away from not having to hold someone accountable to that or expect someone to do that and then get mad at them, it, it allows this openness. It's an invitation to play, to explore, to connect in beautiful, juicy, hot, slow, whatever kind of way that may be, rather than you do this to me. Mm, totally. And that, that so goes both ways as well. And, and this is what I really feel is what we're, we're shifting into, especially when we're having this mindset of our sexuality is connected to nature itself. It's like, we can always flow in all these different ways. And when we're stepping out of that scarcity around sexuality, which is causing a lot mm -hmm. of the wounding, uh, yeah. in society and actually, you know, connect deeply to what our true sexual essence is. Yeah. It's like we, we get to show up and really tune into whatever is alive in, in every situation and eliminate the expectations. Like how many women out there, you know, will have an experience with a man and, and start to comment about how he couldn't show up for them sexually and expecting them to know what to do with a woman and, you know, blaming women not being sexually satisfied. Uh, on men's inability to please women and it's so it's all of this like blaming blaming on each other and we're mm -hmm. forgetting that we just yeah. we just need to really like innately get to know our own bodies and our own desires <laughs> and our own turn on and and trust ourselves and when we're showing up like you said for these opportunities for intimacy when there's a attraction or um or something you know something pulling us towards someone we can just yeah approach that with this natural curiosity and it's not trying to like take anything i mean it, it can be but it's we're just we're just purely able to witness and feel what actually wants to unfold in that and then like a piece that that i've been um journeying personally and speaking to other people about as well is this like when when we're in that state we can actually like have more discernment around our sexuality as well it's like am i supposed to connect to this person in this way what is this attraction actually looking for in this moment and that's when we're not actually hurting each other with sexuality we're really like you said coming back into the heart and having like full mm. reverence for what what actually wants to occur in these spaces yeah what you're speaking to is something that is so 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 huge in my opinion and mm. it's that clear connection to your own attraction and desire and how many men I speak to, and you're listening to one of them talk to, talk right now, it was so long, long before I was really clear of what I was attracted to. I, I know underneath it, I, I've always known underneath what my attraction and my desire is, 
And I have not always been that one to go after it. I have just, I've settled. I have just been given the story that it's okay. It's best to just take what comes your way. It's best to just be kind of in this place of complacency and to just go for what's there. And if, and if it's there, then, then yeah, just go for it. Um, but to, to really be in connection with attraction and desire, what that does is it's, it's so potent. It's not, it's not going for the easiest thing. It's actually holding those standards. It's setting my own standards and meeting those standards in my own life. And then what happens from that place is life starts to blossom because I'm not leaking my sexual energy. I'm not just looking for that connection everywhere. I know what it is and I'm connected to that and I'm exploring that and I'm diving into it to make it happen. And I think that that's, that's so necessary right now. So many of us have turned away from our own bodies, have turned away from our own pleasure and desire and what that, what that means. And so, yeah, it's, I love just exploring attraction because most often than not, it does not ever lead to sex and it, and it leads to relationships and it leads to friendships and it leads to me getting really clear of how long I've been operating from a distorted place and, and being able to step into that level of respect and reverence and responsibility. Mm, totally. And I was just having this thought the other day, how, you know, in the past, if there was a man that I felt attraction towards, then I would just assume that I'm supposed to create an, a sexual or romantic relationship with them. But now I know so, if I have these feelings or sensations in my body with a man, it's like, okay, what does this mean? Is this like a soul connection? Is this like someone who I'm, I can mentor? Is this a friend? It's like, it's not actually putting a label on, on what that sexual energy means with it being purely, okay, this is love. This is a relationship. It can be anything. It's just purely our, our aliveness in our body that is responding to someone who is in resonance. Yeah. It, it's really fascinating to step into that place of embodiment because when I was younger, I was afraid of that energy. I was like, Oh gosh, if I get stimulated or if I get an erection around someone, what do I do? Like, what does this mean? Like trying to hide it and having so much shame around it rather than being able to recognize and honor my body and say, wow, okay, cool. There's something here. Not like you said, not putting a label on it, not needing to define it right away, but just this curious, I keep on saying curiosity. I'm all about innocence and wild and curiosity and just that childlike nature to just be engaged with life and not know what it is, but be so enamored and ravished by life that it causes you to laugh at everything. And so to, to step into that energy of allowing myself to feel it's, it's showed me so much around my interactions and how to navigate and, and what to speak to versus what not to speak to and, and what to, what to actually acknowledge versus just letting things kind of move and, and just letting them be. Yeah. On, on that point, I would love for you to speak to, cause I know that this is a thing that comes up a lot for men. Uh, and, and something I've heard before is they're just like every, every single woman I see like walk past me, I think about having sex with them. 
and they're sort of like, they're questioning themselves. They're like, is this something I need to change? Is this something that, you know, is wrong with me? And yeah, I'd just love for you to kind of speak to that point when men are really experiencing this. Like they just, every time they see a woman and they're, they're thinking about wanting to have sex with them, how, how have you kind of navigated this in, in your journey? It's a great question. <laughs> Let's see. It, it's, it's interesting because at times it's different. So when I really stepped into cultivating my sexual energy and circulating it and moving it in my body and learning how to choose where I direct it, I, I started to fall in love with life on a deeper level. And what started to happen was I would see women and I, what I wanted is, and I think maybe this is where the confusion is, is I wanted to make love to that woman and it, it wasn't necessarily penetrative like sex. It was just wanting to give to her because we're, you know, we might get into this. I'm not sure. And I'll just talk about it a little bit about now sexual polarity, like having our positive sexual pull being down in our lingam and our penis as a man, that's our ability to give. That's our ability to share that energy. And I think that a lot of men forget that that's not the only way to give. It's not the only way to give our energy. And so how, how that related to me and how that translated in my process, process is I just again like I was wanting to just make love to all these women in a loving way in a non-sexual way even though there were times where it definitely was wanting to be from a place of sex and so when that stage kind of became a part of my norm to where I just I get to carry this level of awareness inside of myself that I get to give to others and when when women are around me, I get to give to them and I get to honor them. And I want to be this individual who provides a safe space for women, who provides a space for women to just be themselves around me without worrying whether I'm not clear or direct and just owning my attraction and owning what's alive inside of me. It's, it's really helped me to lessen the, the severity of that energy that comes alive inside of me. And the other piece of that that I feel is really necessary is so many men have relationships with women with this underlying tension or pressure of sex and people don't speak to it it's it's a repressed energy and so it becomes exhausting interacting with women or it becomes exhausting interacting with men because either the men are trying to seek out sex and do whatever they can to maybe try and work their way or weasel their way in or maybe it's on the vice versa. Maybe the woman is just like wanting to have sex with someone who's looking for connection. And so in that space, the more friends that are platonic and non-sexual that a man can have with women, to me, subsides that sexual urge to have sex with every woman because I'm getting other components of my life, of my body, of my soul, and of my nervous system fulfilled and met and addressed by having just a friend relationship, by having a sister-like relationship with a woman. And I think that that's what's drastically missing is there are not enough of those close, intimate relationships between men and women because, yeah, I just, I see that lacking on a large level. Mm, yeah, and this is definitely a big collective belief as well that's around this. You know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, any, you know, anytime there's a man and woman in, that are friends, there's always someone who wants to have sex with the other one. It's like always this kind of thought and even fear around it in a way. 
and I can I can resonate with that you know having these beautiful platonic relationships with men in my life that are so open in this way has actually helped me uh, be yeah be more authentic in in my intimate relationships as well it's amazing and yeah I just I love what you shared around yeah having that that desire that men have to give be channeled and be open to expressing that to women in different ways because I actually feel this is so alive in the collective right now it's like the masculine is really learning how to channel that energy in new ways because the feminine we need that you know the feminine needs that support to really rise and feel safe and to be able to express in in their full range of expression and so for men to know that they can use that desire that energy to give in these different ways uh, that is is fulfilling in in you know ways outside of of sex is so important to share right now and um, yeah, I'd love for you to just touch on your perspective because I know we're in, we are in such a pivotal time right now for the masculine to really be awakening to a lot of these pieces. Uh, what are you really feeling has been has been the key messages that that the men of the world or even women from from the masculine perspective need to hear right now? I know that's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) The message that is coming through for me right now, that's really clear and alive, is deeply connected to my mission. And it is when men change the way that they relate with sex, they will change the way that they relate with the earth and women. And and also themselves because we have the masculine and the feminine inside. And so what I mean by that is there are so many men that I've experienced myself included in the past where there's just this energy of, I want a piece of that ass, or I want to hit that, or I want that, or I want that to be mine. And how that translates to a larger economical level is we look at the earth and corporations look at something as just merely a resource. They don't look at all the, unaccountable and invaluable aspects of the ecosystem and of the plants and of the animals and the invisible things like bacteria and fungi and nematodes that no one can see but are such big movers in the environment. When all of that just gets taken away and it's just a resource, that's the same thing when someone just looks at a body and is just objectifying it. We're objectifying the earth and we're objectifying women, we're objectifying men and all across the board, to me the biggest part of the sexual journey is just the recognition that it's you. It's between you and God or spirit or creator or whatever you want to call it. Because when you are connecting with yourself and self-pleasuring yourself, or if you were connecting with a partner or a lover or a friend or a family member, whether it's sexual or non-sexual interaction or a business transaction, whatever it is, it's still only you and creator. It's still only you and God in that moment and everything that's going on is still inside of you. If you're having sex with someone else, you're still experiencing everything from your perspective. So at the end of the day, it's up to you to have your own connection with life, to have your own connection with yourself, to have your own connection with your body. Because the more that you return home to your body, the more that you step into the embodiment of life, of the miracle of life, 
we truly transform our relationship with life and how we live and how we show up for this earth, how we show up for ourselves, how we show up for each other. Mm, yes, yeah, so important. And I, and I come back to this when, when people are talking about their sexual experiences too. I, I know often, you know, men, men will feel really proud of themselves when a woman has a certain sexual response with them. And it's like, well, ultimately, you know, if one woman is having this response and one woman has had that response, it's, you know, it's to do with the connection that they have with their own bodies. And men are like, yeah. they're just so confused about that. They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, it's, it's not about me. It's not, it's not me and what I'm doing. It's like, yeah, well, it, yeah, it's always, it always comes back like our experiences and how deeply, yeah, we can experience our connection to God and creation during sexuality is is how how intimate we've been able to be with ourselves and actually know that there is that deeper connection behind it and be able to share that with another person and, and weave energy in that way yeah so many people don't get this piece so i'm so happy you shared that mm. um, i would love for you to speak to because i know this is an area that we really wanted to touch on was what I feel the more that the more that I've gone into my sexual journey, the more connected I felt to, to nature and the more that I participated in more deeply listening and connecting to nature, the more deeply I've been able to go into my sexuality. So these two pieces are so weaved, but I know that that culture, it's not so present for men to be cultivating this connection to nature and I've received questions, you know, uh, what, what, what is like, how, how can men reconnect to more ritual and ceremony in their life? Like, why has this not been a piece that has really shown up for us and how do we step into that? So, yeah, I would love for you to really speak to these pieces, like from, from, a, from a men's perspective. Yeah, I really appreciate that question. And I first want to preface everything and, and everything that I've said so far, we are always in relationship. And it doesn't matter whether we cut someone out, out of our lives, we're still in relationship with that person because we've cut them out. And that's the relationship that we're holding. So I'm applying that currently to this response to your question because there's still ritual. There's still all of these aspects of ritual of connecting of ceremony they're just in such drastic different ways than what i resonate with or what i connect with or what i believe to be beneficial or true like people who get together and drink and they like skull their beers together or their drinks together that's still ritual that's still ceremony they're like taking a moment to acknowledge each other and do that even though i may say it's not or even though i may not because to me if I'm doing that, I'm also being a dogmatic, spiritual, righteous person who's just saying, this is what spirituality is, and you're not doing that. And so I'm just continuing the same thing. I'm just blaming another, like what we were talking about earlier in this conversation. I'm just blaming that person for something that I'm judging them, or I have an expectation that they're supposed to do that's supposed to get them to a more spiritual place. So... I think the first thing that I want to do is I just want to caution everyone to just really check themselves and, and just check in and see if you're judging yourself or if you're judging others because you're thinking that they're not doing something that's spiritual. Because to me, everything is spiritual. Everything is spirit. Spirit is in everything. And so spirit gives life to all that is around us. And 
to, to apply that directly to your question, ways in which we can get back in connection with the earth. Start talking to the earth. She is an actual being. She's alive. I can tell you, some people might think I'm crazy, but I know. I have conversations with her. I talk to her. Go out and start talking to the elements. Talk to the wind. Talk to the rain. Talk to the water. Talk to fire. Talk to the earth, the soil, because it's there. It's waiting for you to come back home. It's always been there. And you can take your shoes off and just go bare feet on the ground, on the earth, on the soil. You can sit on the earth and just connect. Close your eyes and just connect to the earth. Imagine that you're talking to her, connecting to her, sending energy to her. And, you know, to me, the undisputed world champion is nature. No matter what, the undisputed world champion is nature. We have so many civilizations of humans in the past that have crumbled and fallen and nature has consumed it all back into her and she's given more fertility to life. And so by recognizing that nature is your ally, that nature is here for you, that's the first step. You don't have to live off the grid to connect to nature. I can guarantee you that even in the most concrete jungle and even in the most developed places, when I go to cities, I find parks. I don't care. I don't have this story that says, oh, I live in a city or I'm traveling to a city and so I can't experience any nature. Everywhere I've gone, I experienced nature, everywhere. If I, again, this is coming back to the spiritual concept or the spiritual dogma. If I'm calling a city less spiritual than something else, I'm creating a hierarchy. And so I'm already creating a good and a bad. I'm not saying that cities are not the healthiest. I'm not saying that they're the healthiest places. I think that we can all, most people can agree that cities could benefit from an integration into the natural environment, into nature and not just have it human-centric, anthrop anthropocentric, based around humans. And it's also, it's up to us to just come back home to the earth. It's up to us to recognize that my body is the earth. My body is made of the earth. When I'm born, I come here on earth, I breathe her air. I'm not breathing oxygen from space, I'm breathing oxygen from the plants and life that's generated on earth. And when I die, I give my body back to her soil and the microbes and the bacteria and the fungi and all of that invisible life breaks down my body to give it to others, which then turn that into nutrients and minerals and vitamins that plants get to take up or other animals. And so ritual is anything that you bring reverence to, anything that you bring awareness to. So your ritual could be getting up in the morning and just taking a moment to take a deep breath and say thank you. Your ritual could be getting up in the morning and going out onto the earth and taking a deep breath of oxygen and saying thank you. You could go out and pray and sing songs to the earth. You can gather humans together. Like there's an endless list out there and I don't want to exhaust it in, I can't exhaust it in any means. But again, so much of what I keep on talking about with you and in my practice, this is all about your connection to yourself. So this is your opportunity to come back to yourself, to listen to yourself and ask yourself, what do you want to do? What feels good to you? What do you want to explore? How do you want to create ritual? How do you want to honor the earth or the family or your friends or your partner in your life? Mm, yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, just that whole point as well. It's like stripping away the, it has to be this way. It has to be that way. You have to do this in order to be connected to the earth. Like this is 
this is what we're stepping into to actually ask what actually resonates with me? How do I want to connect? And for me, it often looks different every day, but yeah, having that time to just go out and even right now, you know, during this podcast conversation, I'm looking out the windows and I'm seeing the trees and the mountains and, you know, just feeling really connected to that and what wants to come through in this conversation. And it is as simple as having that kind of dialogue and that feeling and what people don't realize as well is the more that we can do this, the more that like life becomes easier. We're becoming in touch with our cyclical nature. We're realizing that when we listen to what earth, how earth wants to speak through us, like Mm. we just get to follow, we get to tune in, we get to like, yeah, take on, I think that's a big piece, take on what resonates with you and be able to tune into the feeling mm-hmm. and follow mm-hmm. those feelings that actually yeah. light you up. And, and I feel like in this, this next phase that we're stepping into for humanity, you know, not everyone is going to be doing the same thing. We're going to be going to be returning to tribe and finding the people and the places and the experiences and the rituals that resonate with us and, and know that that is okay. It's okay for us to all be different and unique because that is our creative expression in itself it's this uniqueness that is ever flowing and changing just like nature is Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm -hmm. listening to those messages and signs because they're everywhere Mm. and the more that we do this the more that we start to step back into our relation with the earth because like i said again we're all in relationship so she's been here all along she's had her open hands you know one practice connecting ritual to this concept, one practice that's really powerful for me is to just let go completely. Go stand out on the earth, go find grass or soft ground, whatever feels best for you, and just let go all the way and see what happens. Because to me, every time I collapse, I crumble slowly, I find places that I'm holding that are tension, and I let them go, and then I eventually fall down. And the more and more that I let go, the more and more that I'm held, the more and more that I start to feel like I'm floating, the more and more that I start to just feel the love and the support from the earth beneath me. And that reminds me that I'm here. It reminds me that I'm supported. It reminds me that I'm here to keep on giving. And when I, when I step into that, the earth, she starts to listen. She starts to have conversations with us. She starts to give us messages and speak to us more. And, and her other children, the birds and the, the whales and the dolphins and the fish and the butterflies and the dragonflies, all of the life around us starts to interact with us more. Mm, and what I really hear from, from that as well is like, like letting go of the fight, Bef- like before up until, you know, receiving this kind of, you know, message that, that we're bringing through right now, people like, oh, we've got to fight to save the earth we've got to do this to to make this change and that's important but there's like this this huge piece around what if we can actually just tune back into ourselves what if we knew that the solution uh to reconnecting and having you know healing the relationships the many relationships we have is about first creating that connection in ourselves and if every single human being was able to do that then it's like the, the, the element of doing is simply just listening and following. You, you said it. I, I don't think there's much more than that. 
because the listening and the following comes from a place of presence, comes from a place of awareness, comes from a place of connection to the moment. And if I'm around a group of people and I see a tree or if I see a chair that's about to fall on someone, I don't think about that. I just instinctually move them or try and help them or try and stand in the way or whatever it may be. And I think that that's so much of what's been lost and forgotten in humans is we don't have to think about everything. We don't have to try and figure everything out. Our minds are beautiful tools that are here to receive the messages from all the other parts of our body. It's like the command center. And to me, commanding is different than controlling because control is from a place of fear is trying to make it go a certain way rather than command. Like I command my foot to move forward. When I want to walk, that's a command. But if I'm trying to control the environment, that's a whole different space. And so the more that we can listen, which is, it's such a potent time right now, how many humans are having to listen? How many humans are being forced to listen because they can't work, because they can't go and do these things because of quarantine, whatever it may be. And regardless of conspiracy or whatever we want to say what's going on, I consistently root myself back into the space that no matter who is trying to control things, there is a larger entity, there is a larger being called God or spirit or creator, whoever we want to call it or whatever we want to say to that, which we can't really even give a word to, that has a larger plan, that, ha that has way more information than, than any of us do, than any single human, whether they're the, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. So it's, it's just the listening. It's the showing up to be present enough and connected enough to feel the messages, to hear the messages, to sense the messages, and to then respond. Mm -hmm. And that is all happening right now on a global level. And this is why having this perspective around it is just like, it, it expands my heart so much. It's like, wow, what a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful blessing in time this is, like from, mm -hmm. from that perspective. Like people that have never really had this time to pause and slow down and look at the things going on, like they're having huge realizations, huge awakenings, making big changes. And it's as simple as slowing down, listening, reconnecting. It's so powerful. <sighs> So, you know what before, really oh, sorry, you go. <laughs> yeah, this is just really alive inside me right now. Mm, yeah. Because this is largely about the new institute of, uh, the new paradigm institute of mm. intimacy. Listening and slowing down, how that relates to sex is, at least if I'm engaging with a lover, to listen to her means that I cannot be in my head, means I cannot have an expectation. It means that I can't have an agenda. And how many people don't listen? How many, pe how many men are just doing things to women because they think that that as And when you were talking about that scenario where men are experiencing one thing working for a woman, but another thing not working for another woman, for those men who are in that mindset or in that pattern of like, well, what am I supposed to do? If you listen, you're going to know what to do. And there's so many times when I bring myself back to the present moment, so much of listening tells me to slow down. So much of listening tells me to just breathe and call myself present and just make sure that I'm connecting 
with my partner, make sure that I'm actually in that moment. And the level of connection that happens from that place, the level of depth and intimacy that's actually experienced from slowing down and just listening is huge. And for all the men who are listening and you think that you're not doing something correctly, well, it's, if you think you're not doing something correctly, it's probably because you aren't and you're maybe not listening enough to the signs around you. So pay attention to the signs. If you're in a relationship, pay attention to your partner. If she's not responding to you, figure out why. Like you don't need to figure it out with your mind, but just bring yourself present and see where she's at. Maybe she needs you to slow down and just breathe with her for a moment. Maybe she's asking you to like connect to her eyes and not be so up in your head and in another space or another world. And it's this, it's this potent opportunity for all of us in every area of life to slow down and listen. Because whether it's sex or whether it's family or whether it's your purpose or your career or your offering or your friends or whatever it may be, the more that we listen, the more that we're actually going to be able to feel and have empathy for others and navigate this interpersonal dynamic with the outer world. Mm, yes, that just sums up everything. And I'm so, I'm so happy you just shared those words there because that when, when all of this started happening, when the lockdowns first began, when I was, when I was tuning into, you know, what messages really wanted to come through me, it was just like that, those exact words, slow down and listen. And yeah, like you said, that, that is basically the mantra the, that we can have towards anything that is to do with our creative life force. If we mm -hmm. feel like we're trying to control or that, you know, we're out, we're having a, a fight or flight response, all of these things, slow down and listen. And that absolutely is the key to, to deeper levels of intimacy. Like a man shared, he's like, okay, I've been with a woman who I can feel is maybe having a past sexual trauma response with me. What do I do? Like, how do I handle that when, when, when she's responding like that? I was like, well, slow down and, and actually feel her body and see what's needed, you know? <laughs> Slow down, deeply listen. If she's not sure, if, like, just, just, yeah, have those moments to pause and breathe and observe and, and witness and, <sighs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My, my experience with that is there's been, there's been, and I've talked to so many women about this and it, mm. oh, it, it really raises my heartbeat mm. because I, I'm, I'm so ready for this narrative to be different. To be a co-creative narrative where each sides are taking responsibility for their own healing, for their own journey, and then to share in the gift of the pleasure of embodiment of being in a body and being able to share that and experience it with another. And the challenge that so many women have experienced is men don't give them the space to feel. Men are just mm -hmm. suffocating and, and men are so concerned with like the next thing that we're just we're, we're too much. We don't know how to circulate and contain and breathe and be present with the energy. And so many women don't feel like they have a voice. They don't feel like they can say no. They don't feel like they can say, Hey, can you breathe with me? Can you be present with me? I need you to stop. I need you to just put your hand on my womb. Can you just put your hand on the outside of my yoni? Like I just need presence rather than movement. Like so many women I've met and talked to say that they just need presence and and then what that opens the door for and when women start to feel safe, how that blossoms into intimate connection and how many men would benefit from learning that there's no scarcity in this connection. The more that we actually show up for it, 
it'll be beneficial. It'll build upon that connection as time goes on. So I just, I just wanted to speak to that real quickly. Oh yeah. I've like got my hand over my heart and I'm just like, Oh, I can cry. Cause it just makes me so happy. Mm. It's so beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah, yes, yes. Just that's, that's all I have to say in response. It's very, <sighs> I'm so grateful that you, uh, have been on this journey with yourself and are sharing this message and, uh, yeah, yes. Mm. I'm, I know that this will be very, um, very well received because it is, it is that simple to create that deeper level of intimacy so we can all heal together because mm. ultimately what we all desire is that that depth of heart yeah. connection as much as we want to make it about sex behind it all we all want that connection to to love mm. in its purest form yeah. and have that beautiful weaving of love and sex together and that's really you know what we are creating in the new paradigm with, with what we're doing yeah is having love and sex be able to meet once again without fear. Mm. Mm. <sighs> well, this chat has been absolutely beautiful and touched my heart in many ways. And before we wrap up, yeah, I would just love for you to share, Devon, like anything else that, that's really alive for you and, and maybe uh, just have the space for you to share the, the work that you're offering currently and how people can really connect to that more as well hmm. well thank you first off just thank you for the space to explore and talk about sexuality sensuality intimacy earth connection because like i said and like you said it's so interconnected and the last piece that i would like to leave everyone with is simply lighten up just let go of the tension. Let yourself have the opportunity to live life from a curious perspective. What does it look like to honor death? What does it look like to honor endings, to recognize that life is giving you something new? What does it look like to recognize and honor the good things that you're receiving, the, the things that aren't as challenging? because this life is such a gift. It's such a miracle. We're breathing. We're all around the world. We're able to listen and connect and share all this information. And now we have this opportunity to share and spread that information. And so for me, it's this reinforcement that we need to let our inner childs out and be a part of us with our adult selves. And life is such a joy to be experienced. And I'm not saying that everything's joyful, but it's the joy of living. It's the joy of feeling, the joy of sensing, of experiencing that I find truly the gift. And so that's my one suggestion and invitation to everyone. You can find me if you're interested. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do group programs. I work with both men and women. I've had a lot more women lately start to approach me and work with them. And so I love working with men and women. I do sexuality work. I do earth connection work. I do permaculture and growing food. I'm also a private chef. So I bring in health and nutrition and fitness because fitness is such a huge part of sexual health, just having healthy vitality in our body. I also have an online program that I'm going to be launching soon called Sovereign and Shameless Embodied Sexual Mastery for Men. And this has been a culmination of a few years. So I'm really excited to be releasing that. So stay tuned. And I also have a free guide that I recently just launched and it's called 
penetrate your purpose. And it's specifically designed for men because we are the penetrators. And it's all about how to get connected to your sexual energy and how to direct and penetrate life and how to really call in and activate and bring on fire your purpose and how we get to combine the two of those into truly penetrating your purpose. So that way you show up in service to life. And I'm also a part of Sacred Sons, which is a beautiful, powerful brotherhood. And we are hosting online calls and we're hosting online brotherhood councils and we have an, an app called The Brothership. So you can find us on Instagram at Sacred Sons. And I also lead weekly councils around sexual sovereignty and responsibility. And it's a powerful space for men to come together and have a space where they can actually talk about this. They can talk about their challenges. They can talk about quarantine and being at home with their partner every single day and not having done this the entire relationship. And they can talk about challenges of premature ejaculation or self-worth issues or whatever it may be and just have a safe container to explore that. So go to devinfredrickson.com if you're interested in connecting with me or exploring these offers. Find me on Instagram at Devin Fredrickson. Also, you can find me on Sacred Sons. And we, yeah, we're out here. We're all humans. We're doing this. This life is up to us to create the reality that we want to be a part of. And so I'm honored to speak with you, Lauren, to be creating this, co-creating this reality together of healthy sexuality. So that way we can really bring forth life and show up in this time. Mm, Beautiful shares, beautiful offering. Thank you so much for putting that out there to the world. And yeah, so grateful for you and for this chat and, uh, Yeah, we will include all of those links in this episode as well. And yeah, looking forward to amplifying each other's shared message in the future. Mm -hmm. So much so. Thank you so much for your time, for your questions, for just helping provide a space where we can explore what it's like to be a human. So thank you so much, Lauren. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's orgasmic episode. Remember to subscribe and leave a review letting us know how this landed in your body. The Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy is now open for August intake. If you feel the pull to become a conscious, integrated sexuality leader, apply through the show notes.